Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Kelly. I was just, I put a lot of thought into it. He forgot who he was. <laughs> it wasn't that I, I forgot what my name was. I think I, like, kind of forgot how we do this. Yeah. Like, it hasn't, like- it hasn't been long. Do you like my blanket? It has a mummy and a skeleton on it. Oh, it's Halloween. Well, it's September yes. 12th. But... That I have to celebrate Halloween a little bit early this year because most of my Halloween planning mm. and celebrating time will be taken devoted to wedding prep. Yeah. So you just pretend Halloween is on September 20. How many days are there in September? 29? 31? 30? 30. 30. Because there's October's always 31. Yeah, because Halloween. So September is always why, but... Uh Shall we dive right in after talking about how many days are in September? Yes, let's. Uh, during none of the days of September, you're going to be getting DLC for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, uh, that was a... Yeah, please forgive me. But you kind of made them like, more confusing. <laughs> <laughs> during an interview with uh, Famitsu Magazine... Producer of the Legend of Zelda series, IGO Anuma, was like, hey guys, there's no plans for more content. Tears of the Kingdom is a finished game. We're not adding anything. I think this is good news. I really liked Breath of the Wild, but I didn't love the DLC. Um, I thought it kind of, it was unable to recapture that glory because it was in such a distinctly, it was the same exact split place, you know? And obviously Tears of the Kingdom is a reused map and all, but it captured something new and incredible, and I just don't know how DLC could do more. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the um, I feel like the DLC. I I would agree. Um, I just feel like this game doesn't really need it. Not that I think any game really needs DLC. I think more often than not, it's just like an added treat. Um, but I don't know. Also, I feel like. And this isn't necessarily a Zelda problem, but I feel like sometimes DLC with like Nintendo titles is a little bit Do it. Stinky. It. <laughs> I feel like most of their games just get weird free updates, you know? Yeah, or it's like expansion pass stuff, which is kind of confusing. Yeah. Are you thinking about um, like Fire but... Emblem where it was a little bit confusing? Yeah, and like Mario Kart and like mm. Super Smash Bros. Like, that's kind of... It's not their model, obviously, for every game. And, like, obviously there are games on the Switch that aren't Nintendo. But I just feel like it's probably for the best. Yeah, I think it's good news. Yes. You know what might also be good news? I mean, I think Perhaps? It's good news about, like, a corpse, you know? Sure. Like, good for the corpse. Yes. So E3, which seems to be the ghost that is constantly haunting, um, <laughs> is uh, was in the past um, sort of a collaboration between uh, the ESA. What does that stand for? Electronic, Electronic Software Association. Software Association. See, I knew it after you said it. <laughs> and um, Read Pop, who are the organizers for PAX. Uh, they used to work together on E3. They are no longer working together on E3. Um, I 
this kind of feels uh, not super necessary of a news story because E3 is kind of dead. But um, there was obvious confirmation that there's no show happening in 2024 and that there might be something happening in 2025 in person. Uh, wow, that's so soon. Or it might be digital. <laughs> I didn't, I was like, I thought that they had been doing this together for a while. Um, I didn't realize that the first E3 that Reed Pop worked on was uh, 2023. Uh, you know, very prolific E3 that we enjoyed so much. You and I went to it, remember? Right. Yeah. E3 this year. Uh-huh. The Entertainment Expo that happened this year mm-hmm. yeah. at the Staples Center. So the, this is like a couple breaking up and you're like, oh, that's so sad. And then you found out that they like had never met each other yet. Like they were like about yeah. to go on their first date for like a year. They just kept postponing their first date. And then you were told they broke up and you're like, is it really like a breakup it was a situationship yeah e3 esa and read pop were in a situationship if your soon-to-be husband took your last name his name would kind of almost be read pop sure yeah if you really like stretch the truth and lie if you just said it really fast like read knock sounds kind of like read pop read pop read knock that's what our children are going to call him Read pop. <laughs> or maybe the grandchildren. That's horrible. I love that a lot. Thank you. Thank um, you very much. Your, your grandchildren will also probably someday on YouTube be re-watching the 2023 Tokyo Game Show Xbox Digital Broadcast. I think that this will be going down in history and your grandchildren will inevitably watch it. Okay. Um, if you think that. And we'll be watching it on September 21st uh, or September, I guess technically September 22nd at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So <laughs> when we wake up. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. I would not expect a lot of big announcements from this, but these are typically really good Game Pass showings because they really like to show off their uh, their love for more Japanese studios these days. Um, I think we'll probably get a new Persona 3 trailer, if I had to guess. Um, Who knows what else? I'm excited. Persona 6? Just kidding. I mean, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. It's just a (laughs) joke. The way you were like, I mean, like you like kind of wanted to make me feel better, and then you were like, no. I couldn't do that to you. Well, Persona 3 Reload is soon, so it's like you got something. Yeah. And maybe there will be something cool at the show for for you. I mean, you have Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 5 Royal, soon to be Persona 3 Reload, all on Game Pass. But, you know, they could do more, right? Like, maybe Persona 2. That'd be weird. Would it? They were on <laughs> PSP. I guess I'd be shocked if Persona 1 and 2 ever saw the light of day again, because it's so different from, like the brand that they've so successfully built recently it is if anything i think persona 2 would get a quiet port to game pass yeah especially because it's two games so it's like a little confusing messaging wise i say that as though persona 5 doesn't have five games now to be fair 
to be fair, Persona 5, they're like the same. Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal are kind of the same game until a certain point. Yeah, but what about I mean, there's different Strikers features, but and also... The two Persona 2 games are different games. Yeah, but what about so Persona 5 Strikers and Persona 5 Tactica and, in a sense, Persona Q2? Well, those are all, like, <laughs> different platforms. Not Strikers, I guess, but... Wait, they're all... What do you mean different platforms? Well, Q2 was on... Oh, 3DS, yeah. Q2 is the biggest stretch of those. But I think Strikers and Tactica, especially because Strikers is a direct sequel. I don't know Tactica's deal. I haven't... I think you could look at Tactica and say that it's probably not, like, a big deal. No, it's the style change, yeah. Because Strikers is straight up a sequel. It, like, follows the story of Persona 5 and has more stuff. But it's a sequel to Persona 5, not Persona 5 Royal. Yeah, because Kasumi is kind of not... It came out in America. It came out after Royal. In Japan, it came out before Royal. So like, Kasumi didn't exist yet. Yeah, so that's that's very confusing. Sega of America's fault. Anyway, September twenty second, September twenty first, Japanese time. September twenty second, middle of the night. Here, there will be that showcase. So look forward to hearing some cool Game Pass news. September twenty second, when you wake up, mm-hmm, and we'll mm-hmm, talk about mm-hmm. it if there's something really cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want to hear something um, not cool? Uh, yeah, that's my jam. I love things that are not cool. So uh, Embracer is trying to sell Gearbox now. Uh, How much? I have some cash. $3 maybe? I have $4. I could be the top bidder. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe if you buy it, you'll get to see the Borderlands movie. You'll get to go to the premiere. I... Yeah, that's a good idea. Much to think about. I'm does embrace. I mean, does um, what else did Gearbox make? Tiny Tina's Wonderland, or was that somebody else? That's also still Borderlands. I know, but what they made that I Aliens mean, if... game that everybody hated. Uh, Aliens game. Aliens Colonial Marines in 2013. I don't think people hated that game as much as. That was the one that didn't work. Not Alien Isolation. Aliens Colonial Marines, the one where the aliens have, like, very, very bad AI, so they just don't work. Oh. I think they might. Maybe I'm thinking of, I think I'm thinking of XCOM. Oh, people love that game. Yeah, that's why I was confused. It's a lot of, like, it's Borderlands, basically, and then, like, a lot of miscellaneous stuff. Bullet so what storm. about, like, Tales from the Borderlands? Is that, so that's developed by... Um, telltale published by gearbox but published by gearbox okay gearbox also publishes like indies like they published that uh have a nice death game earlier this year they have weird publishing deals which is confusing because they're i don't know you think of like developers being bought by conglomerate no i guess they buy publishers ignore me um gearbox just put out remnant 2 as well which is where pretty well received right and blanc i didn't know they put that game out from earlier this year well, anyway, they're for sale and sold. I'm buying them. Wow. Good for you. They're worth about $1.3 billion, so we'll see how much they I actually think get we sold can for. Sw- I think we can swing that here at Talking Games. I think we can um, do a GoFundMe and raise enough money to buy Gearbox. Yeah, I mean, if we just kind of like shift some assets around. Exactly. Exactly. It's also concerning because last week. Was it last week we were talking about Embracer? Because uh, 
they shut down Volition, and now they're selling yeah. Gearbox. I hate that this like conglomerate is buying up a bunch of studios, and now they're like, uh oh, and at, like sort of burning everything to the ground. Yeah, they're kind of a uh... dipwads. Sweeping the chimney. Mm, sweeping the chimney. Sweeping it out. Uh, you know who is sweeping the chimney at Gamescom, using their who? uh Joy-Con controllers. <laughs> oh, who could that be? Uh, Nintendo. Nintendo reportedly, take this with a grain of salt, was showing off behind closed door demos for the Nintendo Switch Two, Nintendo Switch Follow Up, whatever you want to call it, um, to different developers and publishers to kind of give them an idea of what they're going to be dealing with when they get their hands on the console. They showed off Breath of the Wild. Yes, Breath of the Wild, uh, but running at 4K and 60 frames per second, which is, um, I mean, that's pretty impressive because, you know, most high-powered PCs are able to run that game at 4K 60, but running it on a handheld, that's pretty crazy. Um, And then, again, reported, but this could be a big deal, The Matrix Awakens, which if you remember was the demo that they released for PlayStation 5 and Series X after the Game Awards in 2021. Um, as a game, very not good, very stupid, but as a technical showcase, pretty darn impressive. Um, it had like a ton of incredible real-time rendering techniques, different things for like if just the way they showed off the city that they built at the beginning was really impressive and showed a lot of really cool techniques. I would not see that running on a handheld. So if this is true, they got some black magic in this thing. Like I think Nvidia might have something really crazy that they figured out and if if true i am like that means that games will be able to come out on nintendo hardware the same day they come out on playstation and xbox and not be some greatly downgraded product yeah i mean the rumor mill is is powerful indeed i guess my thing is is that I think it's interesting that Nintendo's sticking with the portable element, that they may never go back to a home console again, probably because mm-hmm. the Switch has been so successful. Um, I guess it's really at this point just a matter of like specs, you know, like what this could possibly look like, what kind of hardware it's sporting what its screen looks like, what it what its home dock looks like, I guess, what the battery looks like. How do they differentiate what... it? Yeah. Right. Other than performance, and if the performance is so good, what did they have to cut back on in other places to make that performance so good? Um which is what I'm curious back. If they, if if they had to at all, because who really knows. Um I'm also very curious about what the price point would be. Uh, because we have seen, I mean, things are only getting more expensive these days. And if this is really as optimized as these rumors claim it is, then I can't imagine it will be cheap. I I can't. You're right. But I also cannot imagine Nintendo selling a console for like more than 400. Because like they used to be the 300 consoles. Like, oh, we're below the other ones by 100 to 200 dollars. But like with all the inflation and and that I'm like I can't imagine them going lower than 400 and if it's as powerful as they say 400 is a you know logical price point I imagined it would probably be like just from the sounds of this 
at least a Series S console with a screen on it. Series S is a $300 console. Shrink it a little bit, slap a slap a screen on it. I guess 400 makes sense, but you know, Nvidia is also really good at making really reasonably priced chips when they want to. Um <laughs> so I I just want to see I want to see. I'm ready to see it. I'm sure it'll probably be a while. I would be surprised if we saw it this year. I would put a lot more stake on early next year once Mario Wonder and uh I guess Mario Wonder's the big thing. Once Mario Wonder's out the door and they can rake in a bunch of the sales from that, then I think it would make sense because all they got next year is Princess Peach and that Luigi's Mansion port right now. Yeah, I was going to say it feels like they sort of ushered out all the big stuff this year. Mm-hmm. Like Zelda and Mario and well not Well, yeah, this year Mario's coming out in October, yeah. October. The day of your wedding. Right. Spider-Man right. and Mario. And uh I mean, Pikmin's not as obviously not as big as those titles, but Pikmin is a Nintendo title. So. I mean, it did a lot better than Pikmin ever has, so it's still something, you know? Yeah, so it just feels like they're making way for for it early next year, I would agree. Yeah, and also the fact that, like, 3D Mario, new Mario Kart, like, all these things would make a lot of sense in the next year, and it would make a lot more sense in Metroid Prime 4 would make a lot more sense to do them on a new console and if it runs as well as they're saying like i'm i'm excited what i really really want is an ssd because load times on switch are the thing that bothers me more than most um i just don't like load times anymore because playstation 5 and series x have me spoiled if they could figure out how to do maybe like not as powerful of hardware but with an ssd that's that's a good trade-off you know as long as the thing can rock like 1440p and pretty stable frame rates i don't need games to look like final fantasy 16 level quality you know i'm okay with games being a little less high quality for that handheld trade-off even if i don't use it i understand the appeal yeah yeah you know what you might be playing on that thing (sighs) what starfield not soon playing starfield on what nintendo that seems funny. Oh, sure. It'd Why be not? funny to put Starfield on Nintendo and not PlayStation. That'd be hysterical. Let's, let's live in delusion together. Hey. Let's be delulu together. Let's do it while we talk about Bethesda's big new release. What song? I'm singing the Uncharted theme song. <laughs> Why in my brain was like, that's the song. That's the song that Starfield does not have a tune that I can think of right now. Uh, no, I will say Starfield's music is very good, though. It, I feel like it really captures that sort of like new frontier, futuristic, retro kind of aesthetic they've got going on. Yeah, I'm so I got I got a good chunk of hours into this game. I started on release day and I'm about six hours in by like fanatic standpoints i'm not that far in um but you know i think six hours is a pretty hefty amount of time to put into a game i've only really done made main story content this will be spoiler free partially because i am ahead of kelly and also because to be honest i wouldn't know how to spoil this game um (laughs) the story's kind of just well i'm gonna let you start kelly tell me about your impressions of starfield 
Sure. So I am definitely not as far in as Andrew. I did not have a ton of time to play this past week because I I went away on a trip over the weekend. She went um, away. I was doing air quotes in case you couldn't see. Audience. I I did go away. She went, I wasn't on a spaceship. She, quote unquote went away. Looney bin. <laughs> and then they let me out because I was too annoying. Like, oh my god, she's fine. Just get her out of here. <laughs> Sorry, um, go ahead. No, you're okay. So I played it on launch, uh, which was what, like last Tuesday, last Wednesday, Wednesday. At, no, it was last it, Tuesday at eight p.m. Oh, last right? two. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I played it till <laughs> Wednesday, technically. So, so I actually had my fantasy draft that day. Uh, that's fantasy football. For those who don't know, not Final Fantasy. <laughs> Um, I love doing my sorry. Final Fantasy draft. A little gamer joke for you. Uh, but so I only really had a brief amount of time to play. Um, my first impressions are that I am. There are things that I genuinely really like about the game. Like I said, I think the music is great. I think they really commit to the aesthetic, um, mm-hmm. which is nice. I think visually. In terms of like um, design, interiors mm. I think look awesome. Um, I think yeah, and the design. Um, my issue sort of crops up when you go outside. Uh, I'm for the record, I'm playing on Game Pass on my PC. I have a pretty good PC. Mm-hmm. Um, just letting everybody know. The performance of my game is not good at all. Oh. I followed all of the install instructions. I am not I'm on an SSD. Um I don't even have like I truly don't know what happened here. I have some working theories that the game just isn't as compatible with Nvidia graphics mm-hmm. drivers because of um, Bethesda's relationship with AMD, but um, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just doesn't perform super great. I can't, I can't even get past like thirty frames most of the time unless I'm inside, which is why I say inside looks great. So <laughs> I go outside works. and then it's there's like stutter. Um, it the artifacting is not good either. I don't know what's going on. Like I said, I, I don't know if it's just like the game just doesn't want to cooperate with NVIDIA. I've heard a lot drivers. about optimization problems on PC, so Yeah. And Todd Howard has the absolute gall to say, just get a better PC. Like, oh my god. You know. It's fine. I'm not even mad. Um <laughs> I don't find the world worlds. And or the story to be particularly engaging. Um, now, this is not necessarily a, an issue with Starfield specifically. This is sort of a Bethesda problem. No one is like, oh, my God, remember the main quest in Skyrim? It's like, not really. Like, you're probably remembering more about, like, the side quests and the fun you had and the atmosphere of the game, which I'm thinking is probably what's going on with Starfield 2. Same thing with Fallout 3, though I will say I think the main quest in Fallout 3 is a little bit stronger than in Skyrim. Yeah. Um, But for this being Bethesda's first new IP since Fallout, 
I get. Well, Fallout's not even Bethesda's IP. It's somebody else's. I guess technically it's their first. I mean, it's their first new, fully new game in three console right. generations, right? Right. So it's kind of like you were. Uh, if you're going into it expecting like really dip, dip. Hi. <laughs> Really deep, rich, <laughs> engaging characters and story. I am apologizing now to you because that is not happening. Um, I think there are moments here and there where you're like, oh, something's happening here. Um, but I just don't find myself particularly engaged. And sometimes I think it's just Bethesda jank that makes it a little bit funny when characters are looking at you and they're like. <laughs> what, like the clip I sent you? The terrifying yeah, clip I saw. I think it's it must be some like weird animation thing that they tried out for this game that maybe just doesn't work as well as intended. But sometimes characters will just look at you with really wide eyes, like out of nowhere. Like they'll just be like Yeah. The animations aren't always I mean that's and it's that's because, one of the worst parts of the game is the animations for sure. And it's because Bethesda uses this engine, this this rig that they have like not even touched. I mean, it's fine. I guess my my issue, and this is not to be like, I'm not trying to be a hater because I've dealt with some pretty bad stuff on launch before. I won't bring up cyberpunk, but just know that that's what I'm referring to. Um, I just would think that for Bethesda, they would want to really show out with this game since it's a new IP for them. Yeah. It's Todd Howard's like Todd Howard's. I cannot talk today. Two it breaths. is Todd Howard's <laughs> baby child. I just feel like they could have done a little bit more in terms of like avoiding some old pitfalls that they get into very easily. Um, that being said, I feel like if you really like Bethesda games, you will have that experience with this game because that's how it plays. Um, it's the gunplay is fun, in my opinion. I don't think it's anything to write home about, but it is fun. The gameplay loop is okay. I don't really love the space exploration aspect. Mm-hmm. It's really lame. Like no, you can't I, even I mean I'm not trying I don't know, maybe I was just gonna say maybe there's more to it that I haven't gotten into yet because I've only been to like three planets, but Nope. <sighs> I mean I'm only six hours in, but the majority of my quote unquote exploration is pressing a button that travels me to places. And like yeah. sometimes I do a grav jump, which means I select those places. And then there's a five second animation before I travel there. And I'm like, this is not exploration. And I'm like sitting here. My biggest thing is I really wish, ironically, I wish that they copied obsidian and went with like outer worlds approach, which was smaller much less to explore, but very highly designed planets. So I don't know how many worlds were in Outer Worlds. I can't recall an exact number, but I would say less than a dozen, right? I think so. I never finished that game. The big thing about them is they're all heavily designed. There's a lot going on in them. They're heavily packed. Every, you know, nook and cranny is deliberate. It's a very obsidian game. Um, This game has a lot of empty space. Um, like one of the main quests they're basically like go to this big building and I said okay and it was a big empty building and I grabbed the thing out of the middle and then left and I was like well that was kind of boring because it was like on a desolate planet but this building was in the middle 
And then when I went back to the main quest, they're like, mm, go to a different big building. And I did the same thing where I, I teleported to this planet using fast travel that they like, there's like a guise of like, oh, you're space travel. It's fast travel. Okay. Sometimes it has an animation, but it's fast travel. Uh, I teleported there. It was a desolate planet with a big building in the middle. And then I walked in and I grabbed the thing and then I left and I said, that wasn't, that wasn't engaging. That was just a fetch quest. I feel like everything I've done has been fetch quests so far, and sometimes I have to shoot some people, and sometimes I have to talk to some people. And, like, yeah. I like persuading people. I like talking to people, but ultimately it's just luck of the draw. There is no, like, think about what you're saying. It literally is like, the green choice is easy, the yellow choice is medium, and the red choice is hard. Pick whichever one you feel like doing to roll the dice. And I'm like, that's not at all in like I never think about what the person I'm talking to would want me to say it's just it's just a random number generator so yeah I don't feel like the dialogue has depth and I I guess I don't know what I was expecting they acted like there was so much there's gonna be so much depth in the previews but it's the same as Fallout 4 it's nice mean sarcastic goodbye yeah and sometimes you don't even get sarcastic it's just I I'm enjoying the game to an extent. I mean, I'm six hours in. I would have dropped it earlier if I was not liking it at all. There is some it factor, but it might just be nostalgia because this game feels designed the same way that Fallout 3 and Skyrim were and Fallout 4 to an extent where like it's just like old, you know, this game feels like a PlayStation 3 game, but with, you know, more more to it, I guess, in a technical sense. This game has too much to it, in my opinion. That's one of my biggest problems, is there is too much going on. There are so many mechanics and numbers and stats being thrown at you. Like, there are, like, 50 billion types of ammo. And I'm like, this is confusing. It should be pistol, shotgun, uh, rifle, and laser gun. And I'm like, that's it. But there's, like, pistol one, pistol two, pistol three, pistol... And I'm like, what? That's confusing. I don't want to have to keep track of all these ammo types. And then I run out of ammo and I'm like, oh, I can't use pistol. No, I could use that pistol, but I can't use that. It's just confusing. Um, yeah. Especially because it's they're not real guns. Like, you can't. No, there's, there's no they're reference They're all fake. Point. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, the space stuff, everything about, like, the space exploration is kind of interesting. But, like I said, you're just teleporting around. I've had a couple space battles I encountered. And they were just over kind of quickly. But like upgrading my spaceship is so confusing and there's so much going on. And they didn't explain any of it to me. They just, they were like, here it is and do it if you want. And I was like, that's too much. Same thing with the crafting and like the weapon and armor upgrading. I'm like, this is, there's so many different things. And I was not explained. I, I think to like what I, I'm also playing Sea of Stars. And I talked about that last week. So I won't go too deep into it. But that game, obviously, immensely smaller scope. But the thing that is sticking out to me in comparison to Starfield is it drip feeds things. So right now I, I'm like seven hours into that game and I have a ton of different mechanics available to me. But they were given to me at a very good pace. We're like, okay, I learned this mechanic. I got a grasp on it. Okay, new mechanic. Oh, now I have this at my disposal. And it just drops these things on me slowly. I've played them the same amount of time. But Starfield, you know, starts kind of s- slow and easy. Here's how you turn your flashlight on. Here's how you pick things up. Okay, that's all you need. Go. Um, 
and then they drop a billion things right on top of you. And I'm like, that's overwhelming. And because of that, I haven't done much of it. And it has that same like uh, Bethesda thing where like there are main side quests, if that makes sense, like side quests for organizations. And then there's just activities. But I don't even want to do the side quests for organizations because they dropped so many activities on me at the same time. And I'm just like, this is too much. This is too much. And I'm just finding myself fall back on the story quest, which is how I tend to play games. I'm not a big side quest person because I want to play as many games as possible. And obviously that makes that difficult. But it's just there's not a lot to engage me. And I kind Mm -hmm. of agree with you about the combat. I do think it's fun. And I think like the boost pack is fun. Although they don't explain to you that you're not allowed to use it till you unlock it in the skill tree. So if you're going to play this game or you're starting it, get that first. Get the boost pack skill like very, very early so you can actually double jump. Um, because that's weird that it's not just like... If I put a boost pack on, I think that would unlock, right? No, I don't have the skill. Yeah, um, that is annoying. And that's just another one of those like obtuse things that I happened upon, thankfully. But the combat is kind of fun. Um, if it gets like a little too challenging it feels like okay i don't really have a lot of control because the aiming is not very smooth and there's no like vat system which i find silly i know that's a skyrim thing but the vat system would have worked a skyrim thing sorry a fallout thing (laughs) but like i think vats would have made a lot of sense here and vats is not vats is where you can slow time and pick a body part on an enemy and shoot at it um and they had it in fallout 4 and did they cut it from 76 or it just doesn't freeze time anymore because it's multiplayer? It didn't really freeze time in Fallout 4 either. Oh, yeah, it in, slowed. In 3 in New Vegas, it froze time. Yeah. No, nobody could move. But in 4, it slowed time, okay. which I assume is the same for 76, but I've never played it, so. I thought 76 had to remove it because it's online. Maybe they they might. That was years ago. They probably fixed that by now. Yeah, I don't know. But <clears throat> this game would be prime for that. It makes sense that it's not in, like, Elder Scrolls because you're not fighting enemies with guns. So it's a lot like a lot easier and you're doing a lot more hand-to-hand combat. This game does not feel good to do hand-to-hand combat in. Mm. Also like the games that are of this scope, other games of this scope give you a lot of freedom. I decided I was doing a main quest and I walk in and there's like this room of people and I'm like what would happen if I just went berserk? So I saved and I just started going nuts and I killed everybody in the room. And it just did like the same thing where, you know, the main characters like bent down and then waited and then stood up and then acted like I didn't just kill all of their friends. And then I was like, hmm, what happens when I talk to them? And it it would play like the first three words of her sentence over and over and over and it wouldn't let me progress. And I'm like, did I oh. if I didn't save before this, I just broke the game. This is the main quest. And I just broke it. So it doesn't have a lot of freedom. Um. I I think the Bethesda it factor is there to an extent and I can't fully explain it but it's this it's maybe just nostalgia but I I am still kind of enjoying it but here's my biggest thing I'll say this is like my big point and I hope I'm wrong as I play more and finish the game I think I'm gonna forget this game you know like Fallout 3 Skyrim even Fallout 4 to an extent are you know, glued in my brain. You know, they're there forever. And I know there's nostalgia involved, but Fallout 4 doesn't have nostalgia. It was just, you know, there was something there to enjoy. Maybe it was just exploring the world, even if it was 
not as big as space. Um, but I don't think I'll remember. If this game does not change something, I will enjoy it well enough for the 15 to 20 hours it takes to finish the main quest, and then I will forget I played it before the end of the year, and people will be bringing it up in the Game of the Year awards, and I'll be like, oh, forgot about that. Yeah. Which and is I, disappointing. Yeah, and I will just say as my closing thoughts, I I don't want to talk about an unrelated game, but the truth is, is that Baldur's Gate 3 coming out before this game really spoiled the entire Starfield experience for me because I why would I play this role-playing game when I could play a role-playing game that I know I will have fun with and that I know has more choice, has more freedom, has more reactivity, is more fun. I mean, it's really quite sad for them but not i mean who cares they i'm sure they've made just an exorbitant amount of money off of starfield already and they do not need my sympathy it's just i mean that's the other thing is like so many millions of people are playing it but yeah i can't imagine this game sticking around in the discourse you know yeah unless something really memorable happens i do like uh the robot vasco big fan i like him enough but there's, I got a new companion later, and she's cool and has an accent. I was like, well, you're my companion for the rest of the game. You have an accent. Yeah, good point. Different from the first accent. The first woman you meet also has an accent. but That's true. Also, if okay, if you're selecting your uh, your information or like the perks at the beginning, don't pick the parents one. Because you have to send them money, right? Yeah, I'm not even worried about the money. It's the fact that, like, because it's, like, 5%. It's, like, something negligible. But the fact is that I met them, and they were like, oh, we're your parents. And then that was the end of the conversation. I was like, okay. And then they were like, oh, we're now in the main story room. Because, like, the constellation, uh, the constellation is the group of researchers that are trying to figure out this big interspace mystery. Uh, my parents are just there now, and they are regularly in front of important people while they're talking. And I'm like, mom, dad, go home. <laughs> your home is that's down funny. the street why are you here so don't pick that one that's that's quite funny it I is picked, uh, unhelpful <laughs> i can't remember what i picked uh yeah they don't what mean that you? they don't mean much i am what was your backstory unknown mysterious oh. i almost just i almost wanted to be a chef that would have been very <laughs> funny why is a chef but doing all of this stuff i know but then i decided to be a combat medic because i mean I you start in the mines no matter what Right? Right. It's so like, it's why like, is there a chef down here in the mines? Yeah, it's well, not. Well, she wants a little extra money on the side, but she, instead of cooking for people, She's she would rather go down in the mines to make extra money. Yeah, it's okay, not. Sure. The whole backstory <laughs> thing does not help, you know? And it, yeah, it makes me think of like that Skyrim work. mod that people love where you have a different ending based on background you or bit different start based on which background you pick. Oh. And that's a really oh. good idea. Why did Starfield oh. not do that? I was going to say, not too much on the alternate start mod, okay? That is the one of my favorite Skyrim right. mods. That's a really good idea. Why did they not steal that? And also, I really wish they scaled this game back immensely because exploring space... Like, I wish I could actually fly between planets. That's an absurd, absurd missed opportunity. Even if it was, like, something silly, like, in, in Mass Effect, you had, like, a little ship that you were like... Right? Yeah, I would yep. take that, like this tiny little ship on an abstract map over just not being able to travel. And you can move, yeah. but not really. It's really Ugh, frustrating. What a it's terrible. It's so disappointing. And the controls on mouse and keyboard are awful for the 
for the movement. They are good on controller. I will give them that. The controls on the spaceship are really good on controller, but it doesn't really matter because there's not much to do in spaceship. I'm going to keep my hopes up. Hopefully it kind of comes together for me, but, you know, I think that's the big thing. Nothing is awful. Nothing's make well, the facial animations are pretty bad, but nothing is that terrible. It's just a lot of, like, eh kind of things, and it's just sort of like, I don't know if this game will stick with me. And I, that's sad, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it makes me, oddly enough, it, it does make me excited for Elder Scrolls Six because I'm like, this game would have been, like, because the catered areas, like the cities and stuff that you go to, are really cool and well-designed. And I'm like, if this game was a series of interconnected worlds that were this thoroughly designed, I think I'd like it a lot. And I think that's where Bethesda thrives, you know? Like, yeah. it's not like there's something going on in every inch of Fallout 3 or New Vegas or Fallout 4, but, like, at least you're exploring this world that is connected, you know? Yeah. So, I just feel, I'm worried that this game will fall to the wayside. And I also don't, the critical reception is, like, incredibly good. It's like an 87 average. That seems really high to me right now, so I'm curious how much nostalgia goggles were put on yeah or bethesda for forgiveness yeah and it it is not nearly as buggy as bethesda games usually are that's yeah that is correct they todd did not lie it's the least buggy game they've made um but i don't think bugs are a problem if it has heart as long as the bugs don't break the game i think it's silly when you shoot somebody and they fall on the ground they're just like blah, 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 blah. i'm like that's funny the only bug I've had in this, and I sent it to Kelly, is I was, I like did a little story thing, and then my companion was like, You did it. And like I turned, and the screen like went like blurry and dark, and I was like, What's going on? And then there was just a mouth right on the screen, and it was like, You did it. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't need to see your teeth. But yeah. A uh, lot to discuss, a lot to play. I hope, I hope for your sake more that this game starts clicking. I could see it being really special for you if it works. Not like technically. Yeah. Well, I guess technically because your PC hates it too. Yeah, I know. Womp womp. Starfield. Uh, I guess that'll do it for another episode. And uh, I we got to go play more Starfield right now. Got to go play more Fartfield. Not, you didn't say that once. Good, res good restraint. Thank you. I'm proud. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I was very brave this episode. You were, um, and I'm hungry this episode, so that's why I'm ending, not because we have no more to talk about. Right. Definitely. Definitely that's not why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. All right. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. Bye.